Welcome back to the Balance with Sam podcast. On this week's episode, I interview Kyle Coughlin. He was in the Army and now he is in university at only 21 years old. He is making a change and helping thousands of people around the world. His story is pretty incredible and he talks about how he used to have really bad disordered eating habits and almost an obsession with exercise and starving himself. Um, And now he is flourishing, lifting heavy weights and eating a lot of food and feeling great about it in a balanced way. So I wanted to get him on the show and show you guys that it is possible to come out of those habits um, and relearn how to eat and how to find balance in your diet. So please let me know what you guys think. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this week's episode, and let's tune in now. Alrighty. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Sam. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) nothing on the show today we have Kyle Coughlin and he is based in the UK is that right yep just moved awesome um so for everyone listening why don't you uh kind of share a little bit about yourself tell us who you are what you're doing where you are in the world um and just kind of give us a little bio about yourself yeah so actually uh Sam before we start um I'd like to say like yeah thank you for having me on um it's a it's a real pleasure and and um you know I have a podcast on my own so I know how hard it is to you know get everything set up and we tried a few times before and we finally got on which is cool so yeah thank you for having me on so um just a quick background to me um I'm half Irish half Singaporean my dad's Irish my mom's Singaporean what a combo I know it's a crazy combo opposite sides of the world and um your dinners must be great (laughs) yes yeah they are my mom's a great cook um (laughs) shout out to my mom (laughs) and so I grew up all over Southeast Asia like in Thailand China and uh yeah so um I really got started with fitness I would say at around the age of 14 and you know I was just going into the gym messing around doing bicep curls having absolutely no idea what I was doing, but it was kind of cool to finally feel a pump, you know, get a bit of sweat going. So that's kind of what got me started. Um, I've only been really consistently, um, you know, working out and actually, you know, following a good, good strength-based program for the past year and a half. That's where I saw my, my, you know, progress accelerate. Um, And yeah, so it took, so it's been what, seven, about seven years now. it, you know, being involved with fitness. I mean, I didn't really take it seriously until about a year and a half ago. So um, it's been, it's been an interesting ride. And what I really enjoy about fitness is that, you know, you can always improve no matter where you are at. And you see guys who've been doing it their entire lives and they're still, you know, making little adjustments and constantly improving. And I think um, that's what, you know, that's why I'm in love with it at the moment. And it's a, it's a huge hobby of mine. Um, but it, there has been, you know, some dark times, some low, low points with it. And, um, you know, I talk about it on my page and also on my podcast about, you know, I became kind of obsessed with it and, and I was just in a really unhealthy place before. And, you know, finally, I think like right now, I'm the strongest I've ever been, the happiest I've ever been. And, um, and I found, you know, that a balance is exactly what your page talks about, you know, having a balance, um, approach towards fitness and trying to you know balance it with your lifestyle and having a more flexible approach just makes everything so much better and so much more sustainable 
So um, hope that was uh, that will suffice. Um, yeah. As a background background um, brief. Yeah. That's great. That's perfect. Um, okay. So thank you for sharing all that. And you are so welcome for having you on. I'm so excited that we can make it happen. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah, I know. So the first thing I kind of want to dive a little bit more into is that um, you're, you're in the UK, right? And you're at university. Um, so talk to us a little bit about like what you're studying, school, and kind of how that plays into you know, your fitness page and the um, podcast that you have and how like that work-life balance and just kind of talk to me a little bit about what that's like for you. Yeah. So trying to find a balance has been like the hardest thing over the past two years. Cause I was actually, honestly in at university, it's pretty easy. Like the gym's 10 minute walk for my, my accommodation. You know, I cook for myself, the supermarkets have everything I need. Yeah, it's it's really easy right now. And also, you know, all that time I've been building habits, you know, it's easy to stay on track. You know, I've ex- had experience with, you know, calculating calories, my knowledge is there. So right now it's easy. But what was super difficult was I was in the army for two years because um, in Singapore, all guys had to do national service. And um, so in the army, it was extremely hard to you know, adhere to a program because, you know, with our trainings and everything, it would just be so, um, incon- like, it would be so hard to stay consistent with a nutrition program or a training program. And I only really had like the weekends and even on the weekends, I'd be exhausted and I just want to sleep and eat my grandma's food. Yeah. <laughs> I was living with my grandma. And so like, it was just so hard. And what happened, um, was that instead of trying to find a balance, cause it was really hard to, I just went the total opposite way where I just became extremely obsessed with, you know, trying to, trying to stay lean, trying to stay fit. And, um, it was hard to work out because there was no real gym in the army. Like we, we had a bar, so I would do pull-ups and a bit like calisthenics, you know, some body weight exercises, but that didn't really lead to any muscle growth because I was really restricting what I was eating. And I felt like that was the only thing I could control. I couldn't control anything else. Like my, my schedule was predetermined by, you know, the, the, the officers and everything in our training plans. And like, I couldn't control that. And I really felt like, you know, the only thing I could control was what I put in my mouth. So, um, I didn't cook for myself. We still had to go to a canteen, whatever. So I, I couldn't control what I ate, but I could control the amount I ate. So I really restricted, you know, how much rice I ate, how much like of certain meats I ate and stuff like that, trying to, you know, make sure that I was kind of controlling what I was eating, you know, to the best of my ability. And I became obsessed with that control. And what happened was I lost a lot of weight. Like I got down, I got very, very lean, very, very skinny. And, um, my parents could see it in my face when they saw me and like, I was still doing all the training, getting maybe five to six hours of sleep each night. And it was just like, I absolutely, you know, hurt my body really, really bad. And looking back, you know, um, I could have done things better, but at the same time, like, I think that it taught me and it made me stronger in that, in, in the way that, you know, it, it, it showed that I had the level of discipline that I could, you know, control things. But at the same time, um, yeah, it was hard to find balance. And that's why I relate to a lot of, of, of people, you know, that have, 
you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a family. I don't have like a nine to five job or anything or, but I, I know how it feels to feel, you know, out of control with things and how you can obsess over really small things and, and, um, and how that can lead to really unhealthy mindset towards fitness, you know, having that obsession with it. But right now, like, I can't, I can't complain at all because it's just so much easier in university. And, um, I feel like training is, is like, it's a non-negotiable for me. Like I'll have to, I enjoy it so much. It always makes my day better. Um, also, you know, eating good food, like I'm eating so much right now and it's, it's amazing. And cause I'm saying really your active. stories um, are like full of food. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> eating so, yeah, to put it into perspective, like in the army, I would probably be eating about 1,700 calories a day. Oh and my I'm, God. yeah, I was like, I'm six foot tall. And at <gasps> that point I was about, I mean, I started at 75 kilos and I dropped all the way to 68, which was my lowest weigh it I dropped 68 kilos because I was doing cross country at the time as well yeah. so I was running like five six days a week and I wasn't lifting that much so a lot of I lost a lot of muscle but I was very very lean I was probably about you know eight eight seven to eight percent body fat and um so now I weigh I just hit eight like 79 kilos the other day so I've gained about 10 kilos over the past year and a yeah. half and, and for everyone listening that's like 22 pounds in yeah. in uh you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> to make that you know yeah, more I forget, yes. <laughs> for the non-metric of us <laughs> yeah so I'm I'm in a much happier place now and I focus on building muscle and everything and um part of the reason why I wanted to stay lean in the army and stuff like that was because I was going through Instagram a lot like when you're in the army you don't have your computer you don't have other things really the only time when you have your free time you go on your phone and you go on Instagram and you start scrolling and whatever and you know I got this like pressure you know to look a certain way i thought oh you know i there's something wrong with me you know i don't have a six-pack i need a six-pack i mean honestly when i started my fitness journey i really wanted a six-pack just because i saw it everywhere and yeah. i thought that's what you know that's like you need it you, like if you're fit you have a six-pack that's what i thought but actually mm-hmm. no like i'm the strongest i've ever been i mean i'm still decently lean but i don't have a six-pack and i'm super fit i'm super strong like you don't need a six pack to be fit, you know? And so like having that, and that's what I preach on my page. And my target audience are teenagers because I know how it feels to be them. And I know like the stress and the pressure that they feel. And also, you know, they might, they're very heavily misguided because of all these like marketing techniques and, you know, big businesses and big influencers trying to sell programs, meal plans and stuff that just like are not, you know, sustainable. And they're just like short term, quick solutions that are not going to set you up for the rest of your life. And I'm actually writing a program right now for um, teenagers. I'm really excited about it. And um, because I was writing, writing one section the other day, and um, I like, I think I'm going to make a post about it. But it's basically saying that, you know, when you're in your teens, or your early 20s, or late 20s, even, like you have the opportunity to set yourself up for the rest of your life. Like you see, like, and that's the thing is I, I, I'm going to touch on habits as well, because like when, once you make things a habit, once you like make it a non-negotiable, once it becomes your lifestyle, like it's easier to maintain, it's easier to stick to. And that's what I found over the, over the, you know, over my fitness journey is that consistency is the most important thing, Right. 
And if you are constantly searching for, you know, the newest diet or the next, you know, program or whatever, you're not staying consistent with the fundamentals. Um, you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to, you know, get stuck in this vicious cycle of, you know, not ma making short-term progress, falling off track, and then having to go blah, blah, blah. But um, if you took the time and you understood the fundamentals, which is something I wish I started with in the beginning, you'll be able to, you know, um, start adding in these habits step by step, you know, even if it's just hitting the gym once a week. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once you're consistent with once a week, then adding it, two times a week and three. Right. And then by the time you're like 30 years old, you know, going to the gym will just be, you know, part of your week, a part of it. Like it'll be a non-negotiable for yeah. you. Yeah. And like, so us as teens, you know, like there's no point trying to chase a six pack in like two months. There's no point. Cause why don't you look at the long run and say, why don't I focus on maybe improving my nutritional habits, my eating habits, or improve my exercise habits, you know, try and get active, a bit of an activity every single day and then make that a habit so that when I'm 30, all these things will be just there. It'll be part of my lifestyle and I won't have to think of it. I won't have to try the next diet. I won't have to try and do this. It'll just be a way of life. And then the best thing is that your body is going to be a reflection of that. You know, you don't even have to think about looking nice. You're going to just... It's going to be a, the result of a good lifestyle and healthy habits. So um, when I say healthy, I don't, I'm not talking about clean eating and like all these like fancy like keto diets or whatever. I'm just talking about like, you know, lifting, eating good food, you know, being out with your friends, you know, like exactly what you portray on your stories. Like I see your stories all the time, eating like good food, you know, eating healthy, but then, you know, having pizza or doing a Spartan race so you can eat pizza, you know, yeah. like that's what it's about, you know? And, um, the, I mean, the fitness industry is moving in a very, very good direction. Like you could, you could see this like flexible approach, you know, getting applied more, but, um, I, I think it's moving in a good direction and I'm really like, um, happy that it is because, you know, the old, like there's more information out there and they're more, you know, information is more accessible and their pages like you and I, and a lot of other good um, pages, you know, spreading a healthier message, focusing on consistency and adherence over you know, these like quick diets and stuff. So um, I think that, yeah, it's moving in a really good direction. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's great. And I, I really appreciate that your target audience is teens because you're 21. You said, Yes, I am. Right. So you're so like, you're so young. I mean, I'm only 27. Um, but there's a big gap, right? Between, I didn't know anything when I was 21. Like, and you have such a, your mind is like so far past where mine was when I was 21. And so it's really great that you can impart that knowledge onto a younger target audience, because like you said, habits, when you develop them, like they're like compound interest, right? Like you put money into a bank account and you save up money. If you start when you're 15, you're going to have like a million dollars a lot faster than even if you were to start at 18 or 20, like that's going to add up so much faster. So creating those foundational habits, I think is like so huge. The younger you are, like the better, it, the better off you'll be. So it's like, don't wait to start when you're ready. Like just freaking start now, you know? <laughs> that That's so funny and coincidental because that's what I talk about in my book is like how, you know, invest, you're kind of investing now, you know, by investing your time, your energy and, you know, into 
developing your knowledge and, and implementing small habits, you know, week by week, because that's going to build up. That's going to like compound. It's like the snowball effect, you know, like you start with the small wins and then those small wins lead to bigger wins. It creates momentum. You start challenging yourself more. You start developing more and improving more, growing more. And like, if you start young, like it just has to be people. I think we overcomplicate things, you know, uh, I do it all the time. I overcomplicate it. And then you know, once you really break it down and you, you take your big goal and then you break it down into smaller goals that you can do every week, you know, it is so doable. It is so like um, achievable for just anyone, you know, anyone that wants to, you know, feel better, look better and live better. They just, it's, it's the day, the daily wins, the small tasks, you know, like maybe starting off with, 10 minutes of activity every single day, whether that's going on a walk, even walking on a treadmill or doing some stretching or doing a little mobility work, you know, those small things add up. So yeah, starting now, starting when you're young and I get a lot of messages from teenagers, you know, asking, Oh, how do I do this? What should I start with? Like, uh, can you give me a program or whatever? So really just YouTube is such a good resource if you know what to search for. And that's why I think like having the pages, that's why, you know, we do what we do on Instagram, you know, is to give out free information so people can kind of, you know, go the right way. Right. And like, if you go on YouTube, there's so many work, like workout tutorials, you know, nutrition tutorials and everything like the information is there. And like, it's not like we're creating new info and putting it on our pages. Like it's a, just accumulation and simplification of most of the things we see. So it's a good place to start, right? Instagram. But then at the same time, you still need to make an effort to go out there and learn for yourself. And like, okay, if you see this post that you're interested in, go out there and like search it, do your own research. And, and um, then, you know, implement it day by day, start small. Yes. So I think like it, the fact that there's, we have so much access to information at this age as well, like, is just amazing. It's such a huge, you know, advantage. And um, like the fitness industry is moving in a better direction. There's because there's so much more information out there and it's harder for people to fake things. And I mean, you know, s still seeing these like detox teas and fat burning pills and every, oh, like it, yeah. it makes me sick. Like, but eventually those are going to die out because people are going to get smarter. Right. How do you, so when you have someone that sends you a DM or comes to you and, um, you know, they want to know like first steps, like what should I start with? What do you like generally suggest? Because there, yes, there is a lot of information out there and that's great, but there's also so much information overall that I think a lot of people just get so overwhelmed that they don't want to do anything because they don't know what the right thing is to do. So they get, you know, they get overwhelmed with decision fatigue. So how do you kind of like help them figure out priorities and importance? Yeah, firstly, like I suffer from that because I know so much now as well. Like sometimes like I also have to, you know, try and simplify what I know. And um, so basically what I like to start with is their goal, right? It always starts with your goal. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to lose fat? Are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to just look better? Are you trying to just get healthier? Are you, um, do you want to like achieve a certain goal? Do you want to run a marathon, right? So it all starts with the goal. Once you have the goal, then you need to like break down that goal. Like what, 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 um, are certain things that will take you to your goal. And then from there, you can even break it down to smaller tasks. However, getting there is really, really hard because you, you do need a lot of information. That's why I wrote my, um, my free ebook. It's 150 pages, but it, like 
everything in there that I think that's all you need to get started with nutrition specifically. I get as a nutrition guide. Cause yeah. I think that lots of, I mean, that's what I get questions a lot of like, you know, how much should I eat? Uh, that's like, honestly the most common question, like how much should I eat to lose fat? So I said, okay, these are cal like in my book, I lay out calories, macros, the fundamentals of nutrition really. And then I teach them how to apply it to their goals. So I have like a lean muscle building um, plan. I have a fat loss plan. I have mm -hmm. a, just a healthy, you know, maintenance plan. We're yeah. just trying to include healthier foods. And so I send them there and that's why I, I write the, I wrote the ebook because I was, got so frustrated trying to answer the same question over and over and over. I said, you know, what? it's going to save me so much time if I just sat down, yeah. write a book or like a, a guide that is accessible to anyone. It's completely free and you can save it on your phone. And yeah. I've gotten a great response from that. And that when someone comes to me, oh, Kyle, how do I eat to lose fat? Or Kyle, how, how much should I eat to build muscle? Or Kyle, um, what, what are some healthy things that you know, I can include in my lifestyle? Say, so read my ebook. It's there. Um, that's a good place to start. Um, also in the ebook, you know, if people want to learn more about muscle building and stuff, I've given them some books, some uh, YouTubers to watch that, you know, I, I really value. I I really benefited, you know, and got a lot of um, information from. So that's another place to start. Um, podcasts are a great resource. Um, and yeah, so I think like, yeah, it, there is just so much information out there, but also like reaching out to people like us or, or um, you know, just even going out of your way to do an online nutrition course. Um, there's one at Precision Nutrition. I mean, it's more for coaches, but if you just want to learn about nutrition, you can do that. Or, yeah. um, but I know like Instagram sometimes can get like really, like there's just so much information out there, yeah, but oversaturation. <laughs> exactly. So like, I like that pages like us, you know, we try, we try our best to simplify things, but <clears throat> at the same time, there's a danger with that. Like things aren't as simple as that because everyone is different. Everyone has different genetics. They've, yeah. they, we all live in different places, different needs, different goals. So it's really going to snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's why I don't like meal plans and diet, diet things. And uh, like, you know, basic programming, like everyone is different, you know? Right. And I think that's what my aim is um, in my new, in my new program is to just lay out the fundamentals, give them sort of a blueprint about how to, how, you know, the process I make uh, when I'm making my own program, the process that I make um, that coaches make to, build a program or a nutrition plan for someone, I lay out the fundamentals, the blueprint, and then they just take that and adapt it to their, their um, situation and their circumstance. So that's I think great. that that's what it's really all about is learning the fundamentals and then adapting it to your needs and your circumstances. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So I want to kind of dive into a little bit more about like you. Um, and you talked briefly about like that moment where you felt like you, the only thing you had control on, right, was, um, was food. And what was that like? I know that a lot of people struggle with that, that there's a lot of things outside of their control. And so they're using food as a way to, you know, just to feel like they're in control. So what was that point where you realized um, that that was happening and what kind of steps did you take to correct it or to, you know, move forward? Yeah. So, um, I initially thought I had an eating disorder. 
I mean, it wasn't that extreme to the point where I was really, I mean, I was restricting what I was eating. Right. Um, and I think like, yeah, it was an obsession. I became obsessed with it, making sure that, you know, I was eating a certain amount of calories, making sure that I wasn't overeating, wanting to like keep my abs. And like, I really noticed it when I just, I actually physically couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, firstly, I liked a good amount of sleep. I was overtraining, um, you know, being in the army, we, we had a, we, we get up at like 6am and then finish our day at like 9pm. So like we were just out all day and then I wasn't eating that much. And, you know, firstly, it was my parents who noticed it when they, like I FaceTimed them said, what happened to your face? You look sick, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, I'm fine. I'm doing good. And there was, yeah, there was a day where I physically couldn't get out of bed. Like I just had no energy. I remember walking was tiring. Like I felt so slow and I used to be an athlete when I was in high school. Like uh, I played football, played rugby, I played, and then I was in the track team and like I I was fatter then, but I was fit, you know? And then I said, why do I have a six pack? And I feel terrible and I have no energy and I can't do this and I can't do that. I'm not saying that, you know, if I have a six pack now, I'll probably, you know, have a better approach to things and better nutrition. But at that point in time, I, you know, I was hardly eating enough protein because you know what they give you is just rice, some meat and some vegetables. And like the meat would be a chicken wing. So, yeah. and you would be hard to get seconds because you wouldn't have time to eat anyways. Um, so like uh, it was just, yeah, I realized that like, what, it, what is happening? Like it was, just, that was the turning point. I just had no energy. And like, I remember I, I used to be able to do 10 pull-ups and then I could even do like three at that time. And I was really lean as well. I was losing weight. I was like, why can't I even do three pull-ups? Yeah. And at that just, point, did you, did you think that your appearance was like tied to your strength? Like, did you think that like the leaner you were, the stronger or like the more fit you were? Um, I didn't think that I, w- I wasn't really chasing like fitness. I think that was the problem. I wasn't looking at my performance. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at my weight and mm-hmm. like, what I looked in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was the only thing that I was, you know, monitoring. Cause I wasn't in the gym. Like yeah. we would do like pull-ups would be like, how many pull-ups did I do that day or whatever? Or how many push-ups did I do? Um, but I was running a lot. Like, uh, I mean, running is a standard exercise in the army, running pu- push-ups, pull-ups. And um, yeah, I was running a lot. I was actually a pretty good runner as well. Um, and yeah, it was just that point where I just had no energy. And I said, there's definitely something wrong. And so I started eating again. I started eating more. And there was this huge fear. Like, I still, like, it makes me, it, it, I was so anxious to add, like, another bowl of rice to my plate or yeah. to add that in or to you know drink something with calories in it or to have an extra piece of fruit like I was scared I was like oh no I'm gonna wake up the next day and like my abs are gonna be gone yeah and like it's so funny that I'm <laughs> it's nice to reminisce but also like scary to like under you know realize like the position I was in back then yeah and not like yeah like that's a very common issue for a lot of people right now though. You know, I've been in that place too, where you increase calories and you're like, I'm going to get fat. Like, Oh my gosh. You know? Um, and how, how did you like talk yourself through that? Did you have someone to like vent to about it or did you like write about it or how did you get through that time? Damn. That's, um, 
That's a good point. Like, I'm, I remember writing a journal, right? I used to write one every single morning. Yeah. And like, I actually like cried reading back what I was going through. Like, oh my God. yeah, it was, it was hard, you know, like I was actually so scared and I was so alone. I felt so alone, like no one understood me. And it was when I started watching um, YouTube videos, you know, about it and stuff that really helped me um, overcome it. And just, I think it was also the fact that I started, you know, doing research on how to, you know, on nutrition and training and everything. And, and once I finished my training stage in the army, I had a lot more time. Um, you know, once I graduated from command school, I, I had much more time because I spent a year in training. So that's when everything was controlled. Right. But then once I finished training, and I got my rank and everything. I had more control. And that's when everything started to change where I had I could plan my training times. I could plan uh, my nutrition. I could bring meals in. I didn't have to eat the food. I had a lot more privilege and power than I did as a trainee. So like, that's when I started, like things started to change. It started with the knowledge, right? Knowing that what I was doing was bad, firstly, and then also knowing the fundamentals and how to, you know, adapt that to my lifestyle. And that's when it started to build over the next year. And, um, and now I'm in university. was that? What year was that? That was 2016. Yeah. Okay, so that's like very recent. Yeah, it's quite recent. So two two years, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And um, yeah, so I actually like graduated school and I was like, I leaned down a bit to go on like holiday and stuff and just absolutely went the other way. I gained about like eight kilos over summer. I was yeah. drinking, I was eating out. And that's why I started to cut in the army because like we had to get fitter and also like, I was fat. Like someone called me fat. I remember. Um, cause I was, I was an active kid and like, I would have the confidence, you know, I took my shirt off and stuff. And then some guy made some stupid comment like, Oh, you're actually kind of chubby. I didn't think you'd be chubby. And I was like, Oh no. And then, yeah. and then that's when it like just snowballed. And I was like, Oh no, I need to cut. I need to, you know, <clears throat> stop eating so much carbs. Like that was the thing. Like right now I eat so like I can cut on like 250 grams, 300 grams of carbs. Like it's all about the calorie balance, you know? And once you understand that, and back then I didn't understand that and I was eating way too little. I thought if you just cut out certain food groups, everything will be all right. Yeah. Just, no, like it, everything would be all right in for two weeks. And then after two weeks, you're going to feel like absolute crap. And you're like, I have another six weeks to go on this cut. How is this even possible? <laughs> so, like taking things bit by bit. Like, and looking at the long term was huge. Like, I think that was the biggest thing was saying like, damn, how do I want to look like when I'm 30? How do I want to feel like when I'm 30? Who cares about what I look like in a month's time or two months time? Who cares if I take off my shirt, go to the shower, look in the mirror and see a bit of fat on my stomach? Like, that's not going to matter when I'm 30. You know, what's going to matter? How do you, how do you think you get out of that short term mindset? Or how did you? That, that was hard. That was really hard because I made it a habit to look at the short term. And that's what my, my book also talks about is like, you know, chasing these diets, chasing these short term solutions, you're making the easy way out like a habit. You're making like chasing these short term quick fixes a habit. You know, and once you start looking at the long run, you start looking at the long run for everything. And it just becomes like a habit, really. Yeah. Like, but it was hard. It was really hard. There were, there were times where I was like, um, that I just, I, 
like it just didn't click, you know, but then you have to constantly remind yourself of the long run. And that's when it, there will be one day when it just like really makes sense and you you see a bit of progress and you'd be like, or you look back at photos and see how far you've come in the past six months or the past year. And you're like, wow, it is really about the long run. Or you watch other people transform. I think that was huge. Like, um, I have a coach now and I've had him for the past four, like three months and he's been absolutely life-changing. Like, um, and he's 40 years old and he's in the best shape he's ever been in his life. And he, he went through something really difficult as well. Like, um, he, he was a personal trainer. He, got, he was in amazing shape and then he, you know, things happened in his life and he gained a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. He got so fat. Like, oh man, I get like, he got so fat. He went complete, like, completely the opposite direction and then he turned his life around and that just shows like and in in two years he looks so different like a different person yeah like in two years and if you think about that now like in two years I could be totally different I could look feel live so much like better and so much healthier and I think like once once we realize that things become so much more um understandable and so much more clear you know as to why balance is important as to why these you know eight like two week detoxes are full of crap you know why that's not going to make a difference in the long run and why you need to think about the next you know six months to um two years time like how do i look and how do i want to look how do i want to feel and what habits and what what do i want my lifestyle to look like you know And once you have that big goal, once you look at the long term, then you can start like cutting it down. Okay, what do I need to do, you know, every month? And you can say, what do I need to do every week? And then finally, once you have your weekly goals, what do I need to do every day? And then that's how, and then set that, you know, those tasks every day and try and complete them. So Um, what are those for you? What are those like non-negotiables for you every uh, day? Yeah, so good one. Um, Non-negotiables, fruits and vegetables. um, I just feel... I don't, I feel like I underperform when I don't have them. There was a time where I went a week without fruits or vegetables and just eating out every day. I felt terrible. Like that's the thing. Once you, for beginners who, you know, don't have any experience who are listening to this, like right now, the way you're living and like, you know, if you eat a lot of junk food, if you don't cook for yourself or whatever, like you don't know how good it feels to actually, you know, have a good healthy diet. You just feel so much better. You perform so much better your skin, your, your mental clarity, your focus, your energy is just so much better. And then you just don't want to go back once you finally felt that, you know, I think eating a balanced diet, non-negotiable, but also like I have dessert twice a day, every single day. Like, (laughs) and I think that's a non-negotiable as well. Like I want to eat something palatable every day. There has to be something that tastes good. No way am I going a day without, like, even if I'm trying to cut, I'm yeah. going to have something nice. Yeah. Like once you understand the fundamentals of energy balance and macronutrient, you know, needs, you're going to be able to eat that every single day. What's um, your go-to dessert? Oh, right now, rice pudding. Oh man, I, I just discovered it in the UK. I know so many people hate it. No, no, I oh, freaking love, love it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yep. rice pudding. So I have this like protein mug cake mix from this brand uh, that I found. and it like it tastes so good and I just put rice pudding on it and it's it's amazing yeah. I just couldn't believe I found it because I love like chocolate fondant cake with ice cream 
Yeah. And um, so like that just like settles the craving. I don't even need to even think about that. So I have that every day. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm still eating like sweet potatoes and eating, you know, all types of fruit. Like I have four apples a day and three bananas a day. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I eat so much bananas and fruits because I do track and field four times, uh, three times a week and I train five times a week. Yeah. So like, I'm very active. I wouldn't eat like this if I was back home, you know, yeah. not doing anything. So it's definitely towards my lifestyle. But even if I was back home, I'd still try and fit that in, you know, try and keep my, my um, activity up, you know, standing up more often, going out for a walk every single morning um, and stuff like that. So it, it really is just taking the fundamentals and then adapting it to your life, your current lifestyle. Because I know when I go back home for Christmas, I'm not going to be as active. I don't have track training. I don't have to walk to classes. I'm going to be at home for most of the day, go to the gym four times a week. And I'll have to like adjust my calories, adjust my macros, adjust my habits. Um, yeah. accordingly. And that's fine. Like it's going to make sense as well. Um, so it's, yeah, it's about taking the fundamentals and, and, um, applying it to your lifestyle. Yeah. I think it's great that you talk about the dessert thing. Um, because I sincerely believe that you should not have to give up your favorite stuff. Like I went through a phase where I was so obsessed with ice cream and Oreos and I just, I had it every day, like every single day I would have like a half a pint of ice cream and an Oreo, just one. Um, and it was something I looked forward to. Like it was in the summertime. I went through this four month phase of ice cream and Oreos and I was like, fuck it. Like I'm going to do this. And I was dieting too. Like I was in a cut and I was like, I'm going to include this. So I'm going to take a little bit of calories from bats and a little bit of calories from my carbs. I'm going to make this fit because it makes me happy. And like, then I can get all my other foods from mostly whole foods. And like, at the end of the day, if that allows you to sustain it, then like, hallelujah, let's freaking go with it. You know? Um, exactly. It's yeah, like, but- it's finding that thing, right? Like it's going to be different for everyone. Some things, some people I think are like savory lovers. Like they, they're like, oh, I gotta have my, I don't know, whatever it is, like mac and cheese or something or, you know, but most people, it's definitely the sweets that get you. Um, but finding a way to, I think, include it in moderation and having a little something to look forward to, like, that's okay. You know, um, as long as you, you don't abuse it, it's like, okay, you don't need to eat the entire container of Oreos. Um, but if you include it in moderation, I think it kind of keeps, keeps you a little bit sane, you know? <laughs> spot on there and i think the most important thing with everything and both of us talk about it on our pages is consistency and adherence like that is the key yeah that is what's going to get you the results and you like it is about you know taking the fundamentals again and finding a way to be consistent with that and if that means that you get to enjoy something small every single day if it's even if it's just one oreo like if if you get to enjoy something every single day, it's going to make the process so much better. And you're going to find like, it's just amazing. Like once you find a way to include everything. And like, I think that was a big thing for my coach. He was like, I want you to have dessert every day. I was like, dude, is that even possible? Like, yeah. I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, now I have more calories to eat, but like, I didn't think about it. Cause I started with a cut with him and I was eating dessert every day. And yeah. like, it, it's amazing once you realize that, you know, as long as you're active, as long as your calories are in check, you're going to feel amazing. And as long as you're, you know, getting a balanced diet, this, at the end of the day, you still need your nutrients, right? right? And that's what I like to tell people is that, you know, stop thinking about avoiding foods and cutting foods out. 
Think about including foods, you know, including more nutritious foods, including more um, filling foods, including more satiating meals, you know, like a sweet potato is going to fill you up. A cookie yeah. is probably not. So what are you going to use your 200 calories in? You're going to, you know, grab that cookie or you're going to eat tw- like what, 200 something grams of a sweet potato. I would right. pick the potato because it's more filling. It's more nutrient dense. I'm not saying I'm cutting out the cookie. I'm saying that, you know, because You're of my goal, out, I'm, yeah. Yeah. so it's about including better foods for you. It's about including um, more nutritious foods. So I think like once I had that mindset as well, it made everything better and it took away the guilt from things. Like I wasn't avoiding that cooking. No, I'm just saving it for a day when I have more calories to play with. And you know, that's going to be, that's going to be um, when I can have the cookies. I'm not avoiding it now. I'm just saving it for later. So I think that, you know, having that mindset is huge, you know, towards food and it makes it so much healthier, you know, having a healthier relationship with food, not feeling guilt. Cause you don't deserve to be guilty of, you know, having a treat, like, come yeah. on. Like, uh, that's why I hate slimming world. Like they call them sins. Like what? They don't even How have is... that in the U S I don't think. Oh man. It makes me sick. It's to a think UK about thing, that. right? I think yeah, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And like, they cut, yeah, instead of calories, they call it sins. <laughs> oh my like, God. Yeah. So like an apple is like two sins and a cookie is like a hundred sins or something weird like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know the exact number, but yeah, like it just, I can't believe it. Like you shouldn't feel guilty eating food. You shouldn't. And I used to be there. I used to be in a super dark place with food. Like I would look at like even rice, like, come on, rice is a good source of carbs. And yeah. I used to like not want to eat rice because I thought it would just you know make me fat or I wouldn't like add ketchup to my meals because I was like oh it's high in sugar like oh I I can't believe I had to go through that and it's just it's and that's I don't want that for other people and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing I was just gonna Um, ask is that why you're is that why you're going down this route like how did you kind of pave your way or and kind of just like can you talk us through a little bit about like when did you make a decision that you wanted to use your your story as a way to kind of help other people yeah, that's a, that's an amazing question and something I have a lot of like passion with. Like the reason I started my page and I initially got a lot of hate from it. Like I started on my oh. my personal my personal account. Yeah. Um so yeah, before I even started, I was listening to podcasts. I was like in the army, I was tr- you know, learning about nutrition, learning about training. I was like I had this like fire in me to share these amazing things. I started like tracking calories I started you know training efficiently and I started seeing progress I was like oh I gotta share this I gotta you know let the world know like this is you know what's happening and how it can like improve your life because I went from like a really dark place with fitness and food and then I went to a really good place and I wanted to share that and I didn't think I was good enough I was like I don't know enough you know Mm. I'm not big I'm not ripped I'm like, I don't have the right to do this. I don't yeah, like, like imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was talking myself out of it. And then I listened to this podcast one day that was this girl who started like, she's a big influencer now. I can't remember her name, but she said that if you have a story, if you have an experience and, and you share it and it could help someone like that's an amazing thing. And if you don't share that story, if you don't share that experience or that life lesson or whatever, you're yeah. being selfish. You're yeah. being selfish. Like someone could benefit from that. What, what are you scared of? Some, what someone else will think of you or what you'll, yeah. you know, like put, be a bit vulnerable, put yourself out there, 
if someone calls you out, it's okay. You know, like, and it's a good way to teach yourself about, you know, failure. You know, I think I was scared, like, oh, no one's going to follow me. Oh, no one's going to like, and it was really bad from the beginning. Like I started posting infographics on my personal Instagram. Like my Instagram now was my personal Instagram, but I have another one now that's just for friends and family. And like, I started at 250 followers. As soon as I started posting, I could see my follower count decrease. Like people were unfollowing me. Like, so I started in a negative. It started dropping, I think dropped to like 220 or something. So like 30 people unfollowed me just yeah. because I was like, so I was like, ah, oh, screw him. Like, I was like in a hateful mode. I was like, I'm just going to keep posting. You know, this is going to help someone. And then I had some, a few friends saying, dude, I love what you're doing, man. Like, this is so helpful. I love this, blah, blah, blah. And then it just snowballed from there. I had no idea. Like, I would actually spend so much time though trying to grow. I still remember spending about six hours a day. I thought, you know, like I, I didn't buy bots or comment bots or whatever because I heard, you know, that messes up your Instagram account over time. You might get a lot of followers and then suddenly Instagram will like ban your account or like shadow ban it or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't play with that. And I would just, you know, go on relevant hashtags, comment on every single photo like, until like my like limit and comment limit was up. I was like, <laughs> And I would do that and I would just grow one by one, impact one life at a time. Yeah. And I was like, that's what was motivating me. And it just like, it became a habit. So I was at one time posting, well, not one time for like four months. I was posting three times a day, every single day. And it was a I remember that time. actually. Yeah, Did you just burn out? I've, I burned out. I was dead. I was so tired. And my social life took a hit. Like my parents were like, you know, we want you to stop this. Like it is taking over your life. So then I had a good chat with my parents and, and, you know, put things in perspective. And now I post once a day and I just started growing again, like really well, um, grew, grew by 2000 followers in the past, like seven days or less. Yeah. And like, I'm finally back to my grow, my growth pattern that I was when I was posting three times a day. And I'm only spending, you know, 30, 40 minutes a day, you know, engaging with people, posting yeah. and also, and I'm really, I'm doing three Q and A's a week and I really enjoy it. Um, I get so many questions and I want to answer all of them so badly, but I know it's going to, my friends are like, dude, you're spamming your stories. Like at the beginning when I was doing it every day, but I really enjoyed it. And I said, okay, I'll just do three or four questions, whatever, but I'll try and do them three times a week. And I see that's a really good, um, a good way to connect to my audience as well as like, it gives me ideas of what, what I should post about what people want to know. Yeah. And that's why I'm, you know, want to continue to do it. And my ebook, it got like, I think it's, nearly hitting 4,000 downloads and like that's amazing that I feel like that's 4,000 lives that I've impacted in some way and that's just that's incredible Kyle and you're 21 you're freaking 21 years old that's amazing oh my god so where do you see yourself going in the next like have you thought about the future like actually what are you even studying in university I don't even know oh I'm studying uh, business and management it was actually because of the army I didn't know what I wanted to do and um, I was put through training and stuff and I found that I really good leadership qualities. So I decided to do business management and I mean, I'm I'm loving it so far. Um, I'm also helping a friend, um, my coach actually uh, with his his coaching business and I'm, you know, learning the trade basically. And eventually I want to set my own thing up. I'm writing my own program now. I think that's a good start. I'm trying to release it by next year, um, early next year because that's when everyone wants to get on something, you know, in the beginning of the year and have that accessible for teens. And cause that's 90% of my audience on Instagram. Yeah. And 
um, get that out there accessible for them at a very affordable price. I'm not trying to make money, honestly. Like I'm blessed in, and I'm very lucky that my parents, you know, they still support me, put me through good education. And I want to make the most out of my opportunity right now. You know, if I help these people, if I, you know, initially I was going to sell my ebook. I was like, why? Why? You know, like that's, it might have got a few hundred downloads, but now it has 4,000 downloads because it's free. So instead of impacting just a few hundred people, I've impacted thousands yeah, it's, because it's free. So I said, why not? And like, if I am going to make money, I want to sell my, my own, my own program or something that I put effort into it. And like, at the same time, like I could give it out for free. Right. But you know, if you, if you opt into something with a monetary like commitment, it also kind of forces you to commit onto it. So that's what I want to do. And um, so, yeah, I, that's how I see the future. I'm just going to keep trying my best to help my friend with his online business um, and see where that goes. That's Maybe awesome. I'll set my own thing up. Um, right now, like, I need to focus on my study because that is my priority. So, yeah. like, coaching might take too much of my time, but helping him right now is a good, um, good medium to learn uh, and, you know, getting this program out next year, I think really that's, that's, um, what I'm trying to aim for. And obviously growing on Instagram, trying to reach as many people as I can and, and putting out good content. So, yeah, well, yeah. you're definitely doing it. You're, you've been killing it. And that's, that's why I wanted to have you on, like just to share your experience. And, and also because like we talked about at the beginning, like, I just think it's so incredible that you've had the, the, the experiences that you've had at such a young age, like you're going to be just miles ahead because you've started so early. And so, um, I mean, I think you should be like super proud of yourself for already doing what you've done and already helping 4,000 people. Like that's crazy. You know, like, can yeah, you imagine by the time you're 25 by 30? Like that's, yeah. that's amazing. That's the thing. I only started in March this, you know, April this, yeah, March this year. And like, it, it's like just with fitness, you know, like, yeah so much can happen in yeah that's my uh wait there's this quote i really love um and it said that people often overestimate what they can achieve in one month but they heavily underestimate what they can achieve in 12 months so i think that is so true like you can achieve so much in the long like not even the long run like the 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 medium like a year's time or six, even six months. Yeah. So much can happen, but it is, if you take a long-term mindset, that's the only, that's the only like way it's going to happen is if you say, okay, in a year's time, where do I, you know, where do I want to be? Yeah. And then like make, you know, break it down into monthly tasks and weekly tasks and daily tasks, and then make sure you adhere to that and make it, you know, realistic. So I think that's, that's the whole thing about it is if you have a long-term mindset, you start looking at realistic solutions, realistic um, systems that you can adhere to, you know, whereas if you're like trying to, you know, a sp sprint that like eight weeks, you're yeah. obviously not going to do something that will, that you'll be able to sustain for the next 12 months that will actually get you the results. So yeah. dude, I honestly, that. yeah, I think that that's what we need to do is start looking at the longer term, not the long term. Just like, even if it's like four months ahead, six months, so yeah. much can happen. And, and, um, I think that that applies to everything in life. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm 21, I don't have that much life experience, but I hope that's what, that's what it is. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts about, you know, um, 
and I hear everyone say that all the time. So yeah, I think, yeah. That's awesome. So um, I like to end on a note where we just, I just want you to share, like, I mean, maybe that's one of them, but share the um, three biggest things, the three biggest pieces of advice that you want to share with my audience um, from your experience, from things you've learned um, and just what you think, like if you could only give three pieces of advice, what would they be? Yeah. Okay. The first one is don't compare yourself to others but look to others for inspiration, right? So like, look to someone like, I don't know, The Rock or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, obviously you're not gonna like, don't compare yourself to him. There's no point, you know, like trying to like, oh, I wanna be The Rock. Like you're realistically really just not gonna be The Rock, right? But why don't you look at his work ethic, how he treats people, how he acts on his, his mindset. You know, why don't you look for that for inspiration? That's the first one, right? Because social media, you know, so many influencers out there. Don't look to them. Don't compare them to you. and Don't compare their lifestyles to yours. What we should do is look for them for inspiration. The second one is I think like prioritize consistency. Um, like with my book, this is the most recent one. Like I literally set a task every day to just write one sentence, one sentence, mm-hmm. right? I was like, you know, I, I remember trying to start my first book and I was, I put, you know, okay, write this chapter or this section. And I'm just procrastinating. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Oh, I have to write a whole section. Uh, but then I said, write a sentence. That's it. You write the sentence, then like leads to another thing. And it builds this momentum. And it, I end up like writing a thousand words and just like, oh, okay. I kind of found <laughs> the trick here. So I think like prioritize consistency in the way that you are not trying to do, you know, you're not trying to be perfect. It's that quote by Mike Fricanti. He says, consistency over perfection, right? I think that's huge because as long as you're consistent, like consistently good or consistently okay, you're going to get to where you want to be. You don't have to be perfect every single day. You don't see people or like the best athletes, like strength athletes hitting PRs every single day. You see them like slowly building up and then they take a deload and then they peak on their like competition. That's what life is about. You have to slowly build up. You have to like take it bit by bit. And it's consistency over perfection. Don't seek the perfect program. Don't seek the perfect diet. Seek the, 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 the diet or the program that's going to allow you to be consistent over time. And it's okay if you have bad days, you know, embrace those bad days, you know. But as long as you're like adhering to your non-negotiables and you're like, I wrote the other day, I wrote a sentence, like literally a five word sentence. And I felt like it was a win. So the next day I had a sentence and I wrote like 1,500 words. So it's just like, cause you have one bad day doesn't mean every day is going to be bad. Yeah. You know, it's, you have to have bad days and just when you're in a bad mood or if you're in a period of time where things suck, just know that nothing is permanent. It's only temporary and you are in control. And I think that's probably my third piece yeah. of advice. Remember that everything is temporary and that you're in control. So whatever situation you are in right now, if you have a bit of fat, if you are, you know, injured or something, remember that it's temporary. Okay. Remember that you have the power to overcome it and it's going to be tough, but as long as you're consistent and you look for the small wins, that's what's going to get you to your goal. That is what you are, you know, that is the goal really is to just be consistent with whatever you do. And that's with fitness and that's with life, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hope love it. those three ah. will suffice. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, thank you so much, Kyle, for being on. I like, this was so great. It's so fun talking to someone across the, the world um, in a totally different time zone. And, and finally, you know, just getting the chance to talk because we've been connected for a while now. And it's, it's nice to, you know, hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, finally. We finally got this, uh, this got done. Yeah. yeah, I loved, um, loved being on. And I honestly, like, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time and effort to arrange all of this. And, and um, yeah, thank no, you for great, having me on. Great. For everyone listening, where can they find you um, on social media or website? Like, just tell us where you're at, your handles, all that stuff. Yeah, so it, it's on Instagram. That's where I'm most um, uh, active on. It's kyle.coughlan. So it's C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N. So kyle.colin. And um, yeah, I post every single day. I do Q&As three times a week. But you can also go to my website if you want to download my ebook. It is kyle-health.com. So yeah, and you can find out more about me there and what I'm doing. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Well, I'll be putting a link or like, um, you know, all the details in the bio. Um, and I'm really excited for everyone to hear. I think this, this is, this has been really great. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do it. For sure. Thank you for having me on Sam. Of course, Kyle. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and a huge shout out to Kyle for taking time to share his story and just be vulnerable here today. I think we can all learn a lot from his mistakes and his past and where he's at now with diet and exercise and just overall mindset. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of the episode. I love it for you to share feedback with me, whether it be on iTunes, leaving me a rating or sending me a DM or an email, www.balancewithsam.com. And I'm looking forward to tuning in with you guys next week. Have an awesome rest of your day.